You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello, you are listening to episode number 45 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast from todayifoundout.com, and in this episode, you're going to learn why no one uses the official Olympic salute anymore. And I'll give you a hint, it's pretty similar to another, more infamous salute. And in the bonus facts section today, you're going to learn about some recent controversy over the Olympic salute and its use at the London Olympics. In the official Olympic salute, your right arm should be held out slightly to the side and pointing at an upward angle. Likewise, your palm should be out and your fingers touching. If this sounds familiar, it's because the Nazi salute is more or less performed the same way, except it is customary to hold your arms straight out in front of you instead of partially to the side. As you might imagine, the official Olympic salute fell out of favor after World War II. Despite this, the International Olympic Committee hasn't yet replaced it with a different salute, even if nobody would dare use it anymore for fear of being misinterpreted. The similarity of the salutes ultimately led to a great deal of confusion during the 1936 Olympics in Berlin over whether many of the non-German teams were saluting Hitler using the Nazi salute or whether they were using the official Olympic salute. This even fools German audience members who sometimes misinterpret the Olympic salute given by some teams as the Nazi salute and subsequently cheered more for those teams as they passed, such as the standing ovation the French team received when they gave the misinterpreted Olympic salute. Because the same confusion came up during the Winter Games a few months before, Britain decided to abstain from giving any kind of salute so as not to be misinterpreted as saluting Hitler with the Nazi salute. Here's a first-hand account of the event, as reported by New York Times reporter Frederick T. Burchell. They marched in procession once around the arena, saluting the dais, each nation according to its custom as they passed. Then, turning across the field, they took their stand in columns, great and small, in front of the Führer and the guests of honor, their flags at their head. Quite naturally, in this long march, the interest was centered in the applause given respectively to each and the type of salutes each nation gave the dais. The last item wasn't always easily determined because the Olympic and Nazi salutes are very similar. The Turks were the only team to give a military salute throughout. The Bulgarians drew down handsome applause by flattering German sympathies in a double way. They goose-stepped past Hitler and gave the Nazi salute to boot. The New Zealanders evidently mistook an erect German athlete in white who stood out in front, far to the left of the stand, for the Führer himself, for they removed their hats for this outstanding figure and put them on again while passing the dais. Some teams apparently did not know the difference between the Olympic and Nazi salutes and rendered mixed homage. The Nazi salute was given by Afghanistan, Bermuda, Bolivia and Iceland, besides, of course, Italy, which originated it, and the Germans. But all the flags of the nations were lowered while passing Hitler, with one exception, that of the United States went by proudly borne aloft. An official statement published in newspapers, however, explained this is due to army regulations and asked for public understanding in the matter. In general, the salute stood about equally divided between the Olympic and Nazi, but eyes right was common to all. The Americans provided their own special salute by giving eyes right and placing their straw hats over their hearts. This salute was also adopted by China and the Philippines. 
Both the Nazi salute and the Olympic salute are thought to be based on a Roman salute, though no actual Roman texts or artwork that describe or show it have survived. Despite this, in the 19th and early 20th century, it became very popular in plays, artwork, and movies to portray this Roman salute. This soon resulted in it being adopted by the Italian Fascist Party and then the Nazi Party. This was not without controversy within the Nazi party, as many didn't like the fact that their salute was influenced by the Italian fascist party. In true Nazi form, an attempt was made to fabricate a new history which predated the Italian fascist party's use of the salute to make it appear the Italian fascist party was influenced by the Nazi party in terms of the salute rather than the other way round. Hitler had this to say about the origin of the Nazi salute during a January 3, 1942, table talk. I made it the salute of the party long after the deuce had adopted it. I'd read the description of the sitting of the Diet of the Worms, in the course of which Luther was greeted with the German salute. It was to show him that he was not being confronted with arms, but with peaceful intentions. In the days of Frederick the Great, people still saluted with their hats, with pompous gestures. In the Middle Ages, the serfs humbly doffed their bonnets, whilst the noblemen gave the German salute. It was in the Ratzkeller at Bremen around the year 1921 that I first saw this style of salute. It must be regarded as a survival of an ancient custom, which originally signified, See, I have no weapon in my hand. I introduced the salute into the party at our first meeting in Weimar. The SS at once gave it a soldierly style. It's from that moment on that our opponents honoured us with the epithet, Dogs of Fascists. And now for today's bonus facts. There is a story that Hitler snubbed four-time gold medal winner Jesse Owens by leaving the Olympic Stadium when he was supposed to be congratulating medal winners, including Owens. Owens denied the claim that Hitler snubbed him during the games. Hitler had a certain time to come to the stadium and a certain time to leave. It happened he had to leave before the victory ceremony after the 100 meters. But before he left, I was on my way to a broadcast and passed near his box. He waved at me, and I waved back. Hitler also sent Owens an inscribed commemorative photograph of himself. Owens went on to say, Hitler didn't snub me. It was FDR who snubbed me. The president didn't even send me a telegram. When I came back to my native country, after all the stories about Hitler, I couldn't ride in the front of the bus. I had to go to the back door. I couldn't live where I wanted. I wasn't invited to shake hands with Hitler, but I wasn't invited to the White House to shake hands with the president either. To make matters worse, when Owens arrived at his own reception party at the Waldorf Hotel after a parade, he was not allowed to enter via the main doors and also was not allowed to use the normal elevators once inside. Instead, he had to take a freight elevator to get to his own party. Bonus fact 2. During the recent London Olympic Games, a German official, Walther Troger, was accused of using the Nazi salute when the German team walked by. However, it should be noted that he put his left hand out, not his right, as would have been required by the official Nazi salute, unless his right was disabled, which it wasn't. Further, he waved his left hand back and forth with it in front of him. Uh, you know, the way almost everyone does when waving at someone. Needless to say, the International Olympic Committee was happy to defend the official, who was, in fact, clearly just waving at the team when you watch the footage, but the media blew it way out of proportion, as they are prone to do. It should be noted that Troger once offered to exchange himself for Israeli hostages during the Black September terrorist attack. He also formally complained in 2004 when the IOC allowed Germans to wear shirts saying, Blitzkrieg, it's only a game. As a German Olympic Sports Federation spokesman said, It's infamous. 
disgusting, and unacceptable to create any kind of relation to Nazis. Troger's been standing all his life for tolerance, understanding, and fair play. I can't think of anyone who is less anti-Semitic than him. He is devastated that it was interpreted in this way. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out Daily Podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode, or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.